We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello everyone, welcome into another video here on the Guilty as Charged podcast YouTube channel, another episode of Bolt Breakdowns, where today we on this YouTube channel are still in a state of Khalil Mack euphoria, as I'm sure most Chargers fans are after Thursday's trade, which sent a second and a sixth to the Bears for one Khalil Mack to be uh, the edge rusher opposite Joey Bosa. So in today's video, I want to talk about five, you know, big picture effects of the Khalil Mack trade, how will it affect the team short-term, long-term, going forward? Um, and I think the natural place to start is by talking about one, Joseph Bosa, uh, who I, I think is kind of the biggest benefactor of this trade, just very clearly. Uh, this is from Seth Walder of ESPN, who does sports analytics. And this was from the 2020 uh, or 2021 season talking about double team rates uh, that we had. And Joey Bosa was one of the top five or six edge rushers who got consistently double teamed along with his brother, Nick, uh, along with Max Crosby, Charles Harris, Cam Jordan, Miles Garrett, obviously. Um, and so I think that the fact that you have Khalil Mack on the other side now, obviously we could talk about how great of a run defender he is, which I think is notable when you look at his last full season, <laughs> his run defense grade was incredibly high on the edge. So there's not too many of those concerns for the Chargers anymore, where maybe they struggled uh, with guys on the edge who couldn't defend the run previously. Um, there is none of that concern with Quail Mack. And more importantly, I think Joey Bosa's double team rate going down is going to be a huge boon for the Chargers um, and, and just the ability to have uh, him not double teamed is going to be such a great concern and open up this pass rush so much. So I got to say that Joey Bosa, the big takeaway is that Joey Bosa is kind of the winner of the Khalil Mack trade. Of course, the Chargers won the Khalil Mack trade, but uh, by by proxy, Joey Bosa is going to kind of maybe have a real breakout season um, that I think can result in like 14, 15 sacks. I, I really wouldn't be surprised when you consider how much of a force Khalil Mack uh, is opposite of him. Of course, that does depend on the ability of both of those players to stay healthy. So that's one thing to consider. I think when talking uh, about this trade, of course, the other thing that I think we do have to talk about 
when it comes to this trade is one Uchenna Nwosu, uh, who took to Twitter to tweet, business is business, uh, a day after the Khalil Mack trade was reported. And I think we all know what that means. Uh, Uchenna Nwosu now out of the picture with Khalil Mack in the picture. Um, and I think a lot of people were talking about, in our comment section at least, maybe he can be edge three, maybe he can you know, take less money to stay here. But it's just very clear that that's not what's going to happen at this point. Um, and I think that it's good for uh, Nwosu and the Chargers. The Chargers get their kind of perceived upgrade at that position. Nwosu gets a chance to test free agency. He's going to get his bag. Uh, and also the Chargers are likely going to get a 2023 comp pick out of it. Of course, the comp pick formula depends on how many free agents the Chargers let walk, how many they, they'll decide to keep. But I, I think one of the takeaways has to be that, you know, whatever contract Nwosu signs is going to be uh, one of the highest that someone who's left the Chargers has signed for in a while. Um, I think if you pull up spot track, which I'll do up very quickly here, his average annual value is projected to be around 12 million. This is a similar projection like uh, people like Arjun and PFF have had for Nwosu. Um, so that would put him at four years, 48, five years, 60. I believe Rush, uh, Rashawn, uh, Rashawn Jenkins, based on contract, had 10 million average annual value or 8 million, somewhere around there. But his level of play didn't really up the comp pick. But Nwosu could really pay dividends um, as an edge rusher, someone who's going to get sacks and someone who's going to get a lot of money because how valuable that position is for a comp pick for the Chargers in the future. But I do think in general, this this is a huge shift in terms of the team building here. I think a lot of people expected Nwosu back if they weren't going to upgrade to a Khalil Mack, if they weren't going to go after Yvonne Miller. Um, so, but they did. Right. And now Khalil Mack is here, which kind of takes Nwosu out of the picture and good for him. He's going to get his contract. He balled out here um, and it's going to be a shame to see him go. But like Nwosu said, business is, in fact, business. Uh, the next kind of consequence of this trade that I'd like to talk about is uh, now Akeem Hicks. Uh, and particularly there's a couple, you know, players that the Chargers could end up going after. Uh, the Bears also released nose tackle Eddie Goldman. Uh, he's 28 years old. We'll have a nice market, uh, as Rappaport tweeted here. Uh, and then, of course, Akeem Hicks is a possibility. Uh, this Draft Network article by one Carmen Vitali uh, detailed, you know, why Akeem Hicks would want to come here. Obviously, uh, you know, played with Khalil Mack under Brandon Staley before. Very familiar with Jay Rogers, who is now the defensive line coach of the Chargers. And really, they run a, a very similar scheme, which is why Mac fits here. It's why Hicks would fit here. Uh, it's why someone like Eddie Goldman, if the Chargers did kind of want to go after him as a Joseph replacement, would, would work as well. Um, but yeah, so he's someone that would immediately boost her on defense and uh, someone that can, as Carmen Vitali puts it here, eats up blockers on the interior. Uh, people will talk about health as a problem, but that's also the bet they're making on Mac two after missing 10 games last year. So for me, uh, I, I think you kind of ignore it, especially because if you're talking about an Akeem Hicks contract in general, it'll be relatively short term anyway, whether it's maybe a two year deal, three year deal. It's not going to be this long omnibus contract based on how his age is. So that's uh, something to consider as well. But they absolutely need help on the interior, whether that is going to be someone 
like um, Akeem Hicks or if it's someone like Eddie Goldman. But that familiarity with that Chicago system and Jay Rogers really taking the reins of this defensive line would make quite a bit of sense. Um, so I can kind of see them going in that direction. The other thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, this is something that Steven tweeted a couple days ago, and there were a couple mock drafts before the trade that did have David Ajabo or an edge rusher to the Chargers in general. And I don't think I'm saying anything too bold with the concept that now the Chargers are probably out on an edge rusher at 17, and that's going to be one of my big picture takeaways. Uh, I don't think they will be taking an edge rusher at 17 with Mac in the fold, and specifically the fact that Mac is under contract for three years. Uh, I don't think there's much of a chance that they take one if they really get some value that they can't pass up. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau puts on a gas bong mask, <laughs> then maybe that comes under consideration, but I do not think they'll be going after an Ajabo or Karlaftis kind of player at 17. I think it's much more likely that they would go interior, actually, maybe with Jordan Davis or Devontae Wyatt. But to me, Edge is off the table, especially because of how they structured this too, right? Their room is really Bosa, Mack, Rumpf, and then you kind of have one more, right? The Chargers last year carried four edge rushers for most of the season, and I expect them to do the same this year. So that might be uh, a day two, day three guy in the draft. That might be someone like Trey Flowers, who just got released by the Lions as sort of a rotational guy. Um, but I don't think they're going to be going for a starting edge plug and play uh, day one guy anymore. And I think that takes a Jabo off the board. I think that also takes someone like George Karloftis off the board um, in all reality uh, when, when it comes to that. And the last thing that I kind of want to talk about is this is more of a long term thing. The Chargers have a deadline. It is May 2nd when they have to decide to pick up or not pick up the fifth-year option for defensive tackle Jerry Tillery. Um, I think everyone who watches the show knows what me, Steven, and Tyler think about the idea of picking up the fifth-year option on Jerry Tillery. But the Khalil Mack trade, in my opinion, really brought through the fact that they're probably not going to pick it up. So I do want to demonstrate this. Uh, if you go to Spot Track right now, actually says 11.5 million as the fifth year option for Tillery. That's actually incorrect. Uh, his number is 9.594 million. Basically, 10 million would be the fifth year option for Tillery. Uh, but now that they have 25 plus million per year invested in Bosa, they have 17 million per year invested in Mac. You do have them as kind of Sebastian Joseph Day contenders, Akeem Hicks contenders, possibly. Um, they're going to pay, you know, not a premium, but they're going to pay for that. Uh, and, you know, you, you want them to go after the back end and go for a cornerback like a JC Jackson or Charvarius Ward. That's really where they're going to be spending the money. And I think, you know, spending 10 million on Jerry Tillery, who's, you know, ceiling really in this league is situational pass rusher now. That's just not going to be wise. And Daniel Popper pointed this out when Tom Telesco had his press conference prior to a Khalil Mack trade, prior to all of this going down, is that he was very excited about uh, Mike Williams' fifth-year option at the Combine uh, and pretty much said at the press conference they were going to pick it up. When it came to Derwin James, pretty easy decision. Uh, and then when it comes to Jerry Tillery, all the contract plans I'll talk about down the road. So Tom Telesco's lack of enthusiasm when it comes to Jerry Tillery and answering that fifth-year option question, in addition to where the Chargers are really investing this money, 
uh, on the back end of the defense, potentially in free agency, and what they've already invested on the defensive line in general makes it very unlikely to me that they're going to pay $10 million for Jerry Tillery when they sort of need to save money, you know, in other places to, to kind of, you know, get this Super Bowl window for Justin Herbert popping as Tom Telesco already did with the Khalil Mack trade. Uh, I do not think Jerry Tillery is part of their future plans. And ultimately, I do believe they will end up declining uh, the fifth year option. And that's kind of a big takeaway of the Khalil Mack trade. Maybe if they brought back in Wosu and really ran this defense back, there'd be a chance for Tillery to have that kind of season where they pick up the fifth year option and see where it goes. Um, but I think he's all but out of their plans at this point. Um, but what say you guys, let me know your takeaways from the Khalil Mack trade. These are just my five takeaways. What other big picture things do you think the chargers are going to do as a result of this trade? Let me know in the comments down below. We're all excited about Khalil Mack. And of course, as always, bolt up. This is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer. He hears things differently to the untrained ear. Everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.